This is Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health, your home for common sense science-based health care. Here's your host, Dr. T.J. Williams. We are, uh, we're back. It's another day. I'm your host, T.J. Williams from the Institute of Natural Health. And with me in the studio, as always, is Aaron. And today, we have a lot of information for you. Today, we're going to talk about what you need to do to get and stay healthy. It's a lot of fun, a lot of things. Um, you know, we were we were chatting here before. Our lovely producer, Liz, here, she had some, some great questions and some great uh, comments. But, you know, people out there know the truth when they hear it. And they know when they're being given the runaround and they know when their concerns are being dismissed and all of these things. I, people just are looking for the truth. No, I think that's true. And I think people ask questions so often, okay, well, what do I actually need to be looking for if I want to switch healthcare providers? If I'm looking to actually get to the bottom of any of my health concerns or I'm already healthy and I want to make sure I stay healthy. What are the steps I actually need to take to get there? And that's kind of what we want to talk about today. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so true. So many people are out there just lost. Um, we, we get questions and calls all the time. I'm, I'm always answering the phone and helping people, hey, you know, answer this question or that question or whatever. People, people are so much smarter than what the model gives them credit for. I, I can't stress that enough that the it's a problem because the current model really only gives them part of the information. It just segments everything out and says, hey, you know what? We're going to look at this little bit and do this little thing and run this little test and give you this thing to fix whatever it is you're complaining about. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't think that really helps anyone. So you're saying basically they're only looking at one part of the body, even if you go to a general practitioner? Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, basically, there, there, it's a, it's a, you know, let me, we got five minutes with you, and give me your biggest complaint. I can't answer any of your questions. I can't do anything for you other than deal with this one particular issue. If you want to have any other questions answered or any other thing addressed, you've got to call and make another appointment. Right, and I, I certainly have had that experience myself. I think also. An answer will sometimes be given, well, you know, let's try this medication or let's wait and see on this. Um, that's how people leave feeling frustrated and feel like feeling like they weren't heard and end up not getting better. I don't know how many times you have said to me, I had a patient in who had been complaining of, let's say, stomach issues to multiple different doctors and no one had even bothered to test whatever or you know yeah. i mean no, no one had even bothered not only to test but no one had even bothered to actually touch their stomach and see what the heck was going on right i mean and that's pitiful yeah and we basically know how we feel as patients we're the experts on our own bodies and it can be really frustrating to go to doctors and have them say well I don't know what's wrong with you um well i guess that's probably not what doctors generally say they will say you know Oh, they'll give them something. Right, something, some sort of answer, but they don't end up feeling better. So what is the answer to that then? Uh, that's, a, uh, that's a great question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to 
I want to back up for just a second and, and piggyback on something that you just said about people kind of knowing that something is off. So yesterday, I was at the grocery store, and I was buying a bunch of food, and the checkout lady and the person bagging the groceries were having carrying on a conversation, and I really wasn't paying much attention. And then the lady bagging the groceries looked at me and said, do you have, like— problems like do you, um what is it i'm looking for she was looking the word she was looking for was celiac disease and i said are you, are you asking about celiac she goes yeah do you do you have that i i see that you're buying a lot of gluten-free items and i'm like no i, I don't have celiac but i have a gluten sensitivity uh, because i know that gluten is not good for a human at all and the lady proceeded to tell me a whole story about how she had stomach issues with this and that and the other and she knew that if she ate gluten that it was a that it created a problem but she didn't really know what it was and she had been asking her doctor over and over and over again to test for it and he just basically blew her off well then the lady running the checkout chimes in and she tells her own story about how she knows that there are foods that she eats that creates problems she even talked about falling asleep when she ate a food well that's a big red flag that you've got a issue that needs to be addressed. And the next thing I know, there are like four or five people standing around listening to this conversation and they're not checking people out anymore. We're sitting here having a conversation in the middle of a grocery checkout. I'm sure aisle. the grocery store was really happy with yeah, you about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> and, could, the manager the was customers. yelling. Yeah. Well, the customers were mad behind me. <laughs> But no, actually, it was other customers, too. The people that were right behind us were paying attention. They were kind of leaning forward and and trying to ask questions. And and so I just kind of stepped out of the way and we got back to it. But the people have these problems everywhere. Right. Well, and I think that's a really good point because before I knew that I had food sensitivities, I had gone to multiple doctors and... They actually ended up, I mean, I had a colonoscopy, an upper endoscopy. I mean, they did a bunch of different tests and... I kind of knew, like my gut feeling was that this was not, you know, cancer or a tumor or, I mean, of course you can always be wrong and I didn't know, but I felt like there there had to be some other answer, but I also didn't think I was crazy. I knew it wasn't normal and nothing was found. And so it, you kind of start thinking, okay, well, how long are you going to keep going to doctors, you start to feel like a hypochondriac. I mean, because nobody is finding anything. Right. And, and, they, and they treat you like one, too. Well, I do think, yeah, they kind of get to the point where, I mean, yeah, I went to one particular doctor a number of times and said, okay, I'm still having, you know, headaches and I'm still having, um, you know, body aches. And yeah, they're like, we tested you. Um, I don't know what else to tell you, basically. And so... That's a hard position to be in, and I think there are a lot of people who are in that position because I've heard, I mean, I'm sure you've heard the stories more often than I have, but I just know from my own friends, I've heard the story multiple times. Yeah, I, it doesn't It doesn't really matter where I go. I'm not afraid to start carrying on a conversation with someone and, and shoot the breeze, and I love the fact that at the, at, at the grocery store of all places, the, you know, they were... The patients were smart enough, or the, the checkers were smart enough to know, hey, something's off here because he's not buying food like normal, our normal customers buy food. You know, I mean, I see everybody, y'all look at everybody else's cart in the, in the grocery store when you walk through. I do. I'm looking at what they're, what they're putting in their judging. cart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Standing up on my pulpit with my right. gavel judging <laughs> heavily. I'm never judging. I'm always like, 
did I need one of those things? Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Yeah. I will forget everything. Or that looks really good. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I, chocolate cake. I forgot right. about that. <laughs> how do I make that? Um, or, or you see some vegetable in there. You're like, I, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I've had that situation, too, where I'm like, wonder what they do with that. Because yeah. I don't think I know what that even is. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. No, it's it. It happens all the time. And when people notice things differently, I'm really impressed by people just being brave enough to ask the question. Because so many times I just want to look at people and and just say, can I can I help you with this? Because what you're doing is setting yourself up for just big problems down the road. You may be fine right now, but there's likely going to be big problems to come. Right. And like the likely um, fact is that you could be doing so much better than you are because it's such a slow process that it's, you know, if you're not having a major reaction, it's sometimes difficult to even see how it is affecting you because you were so, you know, it it happened so gradually where all of a sudden, you know, you, if you have something where something's causing a headache or causing you to fall asleep, well, that you notice. But if it's gradually making... Know, you more tired over the course of the day. Well, over a number of years, it's hard to trace that back to something. Yeah. And it's funny you bring that up, too, because people will come into the clinic and they'll say things like, well, I just started having this problem right now. I'm, I'm like, no, you didn't. You started having this problem years ago. It's just finally you got to the straw that broke the camel's back. And that's the situation that we're dealing with. We're finally dealing with the symptom that you finally realized was a symptom. Right. Well, it's funny that you say that because I have laughed before about the fact that the pain was frustrating to me, like the different, you know, headaches were frustrating. But I know, you know, for me specifically, dairy products cause acne. That was like the I'm like, somebody has Mm. to figure this out. (laughs) So with me, it was, I guess, vanity. But, um, you know, everybody has their own things of what it is that's actually going to make them say, I need to figure out what the problem is. Right. That's exactly right. And so anyway, I want to I want to jump into before we before we go to this break, I want to talk just a little bit about where we're going next. We're we're going to we're going to start talking about what to look for in a healthcare provider. So there are some key things for those of you out there who are looking and saying, hey, you know what? I've been here and I've been there. I've been somewhere else and I'm not getting the answers that I need. Where can I go or what kind of information can am I looking for? What should what should I do? I mean, so many are lost. Right. I no, I think that's completely right. I think that people are going to the doctor trying to be proactive and that's why it gets so frustrating because they're doing exactly what they think they're supposed to be doing. Most people aren't just ignoring their health. They're doing what the best that they know how it just is great that there's more information out there now and there's a different way to do things right and they're and they're switching you know they may go to one doctor and and not really get the answers that they're after and go to another doctor not realizing that they're going to a different doctor but they're going to a different doctor that was trained the exact same way the other doctor was trained and that doesn't get them anywhere it doesn't help them move right along and Their questions aren't answered. Right. And that's not to say a a lot of these medical doctors are extremely bright and are really nice. And you they're trusted for a reason. 
but it may not. They may not be able to provide the answer that, that you need. That's right. They're extremely bright, they, and you, you've you've hit on hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, you've got to be really, really stinking smart to get into medical school. I mean, you really do. But that doesn't mean that the training is going on to help chronic health problems. It's just not. Right. Well, and I think that's an interesting point because you have said that the medical doctor in your clinic, of course, you've learned a ton from her. Oh, so much. It's not even funny. But it goes both ways because there are simply things that weren't discussed in medical school. And because you have different training, you're able to complement each other and figure out the best way to help patients. Right. All right, guys. So when we come back... We're going to be talking about what to look for in a healthcare provider. You're listening to the Institute of Natural Health. is Wellness 101. All right, guys, we're back. I'm your host, Dr. TJ Williams. And during the break, producer Liz here brought up a very interesting point. Do you want to do you want to talk about what you just said to us? The smart thing? Uh, yeah, the, the the whole thing. You can be my my point is is that you can be very very intelligent. You have to be very intelligent to get into medical school, but you can only learn what you're taught. And if people aren't taught that food and other things can affect, and they're say you know they're taught you have to know these problems and this is what pill you you prescribe, then that's what they're going to go on. They're not going to go on a more natural approach if they don't know about a natural approach. Right. Well, and I now I've started saying this and I'm thinking, um, Dr. TJ may not be happy with me, but I know that. <laughs> oh, well, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but here we go live. Um, it isn't it true that at some point the pharmaceutical industry took over medical schools or something like that, that they it went from being uh, you're looking at anything natural or pharmaceutical that could help people to being solely pharmaceutical and well i don't know if i would say that the pharmaceutical industry uh said took over i don't know if i would say it that way but what has really happened is yeah they they're started to teach doctors you know if this is the condition this is the prescription medication that needs to be given so i don't know if it's necessarily a takeover but it's just a it's it's been changed in how it's taught they're not taught hey you know what they you know might need some vitamin c or they might need some b vitamins or you know whatever whatever's really going on what what's the body deficient in you're I, there's not a prescription medication on the planet that you're actually deficient in and doctors don't have enough time to actually sit down with a patient and find that stuff out because things like you said are rushed through right and yeah, so they have, to, they have to treat too many people what when i have when my stomach hurts it may be very different from when aaron's stomach hurts right. or from when your stomach hurts because it depends everybody's different and so it just depends on who you are and Right. What the problem is. Right. And if you're just looking at the stomach, well, then 
take some tums, go home. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, right. that's exactly it. could it. be a bigger issue that you need, like, the tests and that kind of thing for. That's that's right. So what to look for in a healthcare provider? We said we were going to talk about that when we came back on this from that break. And so what needs to be done that you're not getting? That's a that's kind of the, the theme when Aaron and I were, were coming up with, with some material for the show. So what needs what do, what do you need done that you're not getting? You definitely need a place that listens to you, not just somewhere that only addresses your biggest complaint. We touched on this briefly before. You've got to go somewhere that will will sit down with you and spend time, spend an hour or hour and a half or two hours if it needs. Not just, hey, well, I'm here to, to listen to your, your big complaint and I know your shoulder hurts and your ankle hurts and your stomach hurts and your head hurts, but you know which one's the worst and let's take care of that one today and we'll get you back for the others. Right. Or someone is having back pain and so they treat the pain instead of looking at why do you have back pain is it is it a functional issue is it re- referring is it organ referral pain is yeah. it, there are so many different things and if you are just treating the symptom and not treating you know what actually caused the symptom in the first place then you are not actually going to fix anything right that's exactly right so you got to have somewhere that listens to you and then you also need a doctor that's not just covering up symptoms. Th- this takes time. It takes time. You've got to get a detailed history. There's, I-, I can't stress enough, there's just nothing that can be accomplished in five minutes or ten minutes, regardless of how extensive the paperwork is that a person filled out when they came in, regardless of how educated the doctor is, how many postdoctoral things they've gone to. It doesn't matter. Or even how many years of experience. It doesn't matter. You can't get in five minutes what you can get from someone in an hour. You can get so much more. There's so much information. We sit down. I mean, I can really only speak about my experience and what we do, what I do and at the, at the Institute of Natural Health. And we spend a lot of time, even follow-up visits. We're spending a 20, 30 minutes with people. And it's amazing how many things come out that – they don't really necessarily think is a is a big issue, but I think it's a big issue. Can you give an example of that? Oh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oftentimes, I'll get things like people are, are complaining of, let's say, a headache, and they're talking about their headache, and they, they generally go to bed with a headache, but, you know, and when they wake up in the morning, it's usually better. And so we chat for a little while, and then later on they may say, yeah, you know what? When I wake up at 3 o'clock every single morning, um, my headache's usually gone by then. Wait, you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning every single morning? What's going on? What do you think that is? What's what's happening? Do you have to get up and go pee? Um, Do you have to, you know, are you you awake for an hour or two? There's one example. That works. Yeah. <laughs> you looked at me like, does that cover? Does that cover your cover your question? <laughs> yeah, no, I just wasn't. I wasn't sure what things. And I guess that's the point. That is the patient you don't know. Oh, another exactly one that's big. For. I just sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Another one that's big is we talk forever, and then we are about finished up, and then they say, "Oh yeah, you know what? Uh, about fifteen years ago, I had my gallbladder taken out." <laughs> I, you would be amazed at how many times a gallbladder surgery is completely forgotten. Well, and I think that's funny because I do think that having your gallbladder removed has become so commonplace that 
people assume that the gallbladder does not have much of a role. So it's one of those just expendable organs. And I say just one of those. I don't know if there are other expendable organs. None of mine are expendable. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe. But I think people look at it like, well, and, you know, there are a lot of people who have had their gallbladders removed. And so you don't really look at it as something that, would be causing you problems, especially 15 year, years down the road. Right, exactly. So, all right, so we've, we've talked about finding a doctor that's not just covering up symptoms. Another one is you got to have someone who's actually going to test and not guess what's going on. Why aren't doctors asking detailed health, health questions? That was a question that Aaron threw at me. I wrote it down, and I, I don't have an answer to it. I don't have an answer because, in my opinion, I thought we were all trained to ask detailed health questions. My guess is they're just not asking the same type of questions I'm asking. Right. Well, and I think that, and this, again, comes from my experience, but my my experience with doctors is that they, if you think, okay, if a patient comes in with a headache 90 to 95% of the time, this is what I see being the cause. Well, then that's what they assume it always is. And I think if you happen to be someone who presents differently, um, because I think I've mentioned before, I was someone who had no stomach pain at all, no gastrointestinal issues and had a ton of food sensitivities. And I was, I would go in complaining of pain. No one ever thought of food sensitivities. And it made sense to me that doctors were, trying to come up with, okay, you know, they were looking at what generally causes pain in patients that we see. And they were treating me that way, but it wasn't helping. And so I think you've got to go to someone who is going to look at the full picture and really try to get an idea of what are the possible causes for the symptoms you're experiencing. Yeah. And again, I, I, I can only speak from my experience. One of the things that I recommend to people when they, if they come to see us is bring all of your lab test reports, bring everything that you have with you because they'll come in and they'll say, oh, I have, you know, GERD or I have osteoporosis or I have whatever, pick a, pick a problem. And then I'm like, okay, well, where's the test that shows that that's actually what you have? And there's very often not a test anywhere that shows whatever they have. I mean, I have so many people, autoimmune thyroid is a big one. So many people come in, they're like, oh, I have Hashimoto's. Really? Do you have the test that prove that? Oh, no, no, uh uh-uh. Well, it's a really simple test and we run it on a lot of folks. Don't you think it'd be a good idea if we actually test that and see if you have autoimmune thyroid problems or if you don't? Right. Well, and that's something where, I mean, you brought that up and that I dealt with personally where I, you know, when we were actually looking into what was the cause of my issues, I said, well, I've had my thyroid tested a million times. They seriously had ran my TSH like 20 something times and it was fine. And it wasn't until I had the full thyroid panel ran and I thought I had a full thyroid panel ran um, that I was off the charts, like with Hashimoto's um, and it's much, much better now, but it's crazy to me that that would not have been looked at. And I didn't even realize that it wasn't fully being tested. I thought my thyroid was being tested. Right, right. That's that's one of the things that I, I see it so many times that 
there's just little bitty tiny pieces of the of the pie that have been looked at. There's there's so many things that are missing. And when we start filling in the holes, we get much better answers. Right. And well, and I think that's a good point that no one, if you're trying to put a, together a puzzle and you are given three pieces of a 500 piece puzzle, it doesn't matter how smart you are. You're not going to be able to figure out what the puzzle is actually showing you. Right. There's no possible way. And so, I, you know, we like to get a bigger picture and be able to see, you know, what's going on? What do we have? How, what can we do to help at that point? But, all right, on the next side, we're going to talk about some um, things, what you're looking for that a place may offer when you're looking for a practitioner or a doctor that can really get down to the cause of what's going on with your issues or your symptoms or your problems. You're listening to uh, the Institute of Natural Health. We'll be back right after this. This is Wellness 101. Hey guys, welcome back. So today we're talking about what you need to do to get and stay healthy. And uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, testing and and things like that. One of the things I wanted to touch on, Aaron brought it up before uh, or while we were at break. When you go to a facility, you want to look and make sure that they're using cutting edge testing to determine what's going on with a person. You know, we can't rely on symptoms alone to dictate what's going on in our in our body okay let me give you an example of that so if a woman and i'm saying a woman specifically okay if a woman comes in and to our clinic and she's complaining of being out of breath nauseous or vomiting i have red little red flags that go up all over my place and the reason is because those are three of the most common symptoms that a woman has if she is having a heart attack huh kind of baffling and that is actually straight from the american heart association's website and uh, there's an article on there i'm going to put that up on the institute of natural health facebook page right after the show so you guys can see that there are so many things that you know pain if we utilize pain as our our uh, governor to say yep i've got a problem pain is 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 a fickle little booger it's not necessarily associated with the area that's hurting. Uh, it can be referred pain, and we can have some issues. So, you know, these are just things to be to be thinking of. Right. Well, and I would think, you know, you mentioned being out of breath, nauseous, or vomiting. I would think those are symptoms that could probably be pointing to a number of different causes. Oh yeah, there are a bunch of different things. I mean, we could sit here and rattle them all off, but I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to spend time doing that because I want to get back to the testing itself. So there are a lot of places out there that utilize all different kinds of testing. There's blood testing, there's urine testing, there's stool testing, there's saliva testing, and that's great. You want to find a facility that's utilizing all of that because if you're going to some place that only does blood testing and that's all they really offer, well, that may be an issue. And if, that is most medical doctors, I'm guessing, isn't it? Unless they're doing like kind of procedures or something. Yeah, but there are also a lot of alternative doctors out there that 
never order blood tests. And so that's a that's just as big of a problem, in my opinion, for whatever that's worth. So that's just that's I digress on that. Make sure that you've got somewhere that the uh, that the testing is they're using all different kinds of testing or that it's available. It may not necessarily be what you need by all means, but if if they're never bringing up the fact of, hey, you know what, we might want to do a stool test on you or we might want to do a urine test on you. Yeah. Let right. those little red flags go up in well, your mind, too. I know you had mentioned that there were, a, you know, you'd heard from doctors who said that something like parasites, because in parasites, what you test for yeah, in stool parasites. tests, yep. that they basically, you know, unless you've got huge parasites, they aren't, you can't figure it out in a right. person. You won't see it. And or right. If you that, don't have a six-foot tapeworm, you don't right. have a parasite. Or it's ridiculous. That, you know, people in this country don't have parasites. Well, possible that they're just not doing the stool test that because there are new tests now that actually will find those things. Right. And the tests are getting better and better every day. I mean, you know, 10 years ago, it was much more difficult to pick up parasites on stool testing than it is now. It just the, the technology is just advancing, and you got to stay on the cutting edge of these things. Otherwise, you're practicing in the Stone Age, and nobody wants that kind of care. Right. Well, and I think food sensitivities are another one where in the past number of years, I don't know how long blood tests have been available, but they weren't available for a long time. So it yeah. used to be a long Process a long and, process, and the results were mediocre at best, right? If and ever got got to the root of the problem. So, yeah, make sure that the person you're going to or clinic you're going to is keeping on top of the new developments, right? And another thing that you want to do is look for a facility that is utilizing cutting edge therapies. You want some place that has a lot of really cool new stuff. That's that's where you want to be because, you know. From personal experience, I, I, you know, I, for those of you who don't know, I have a PhD as well, and I, I'm a researcher. I like to dive into technology. I like to know why a machine works. Why? Why do we have this piece of equipment? Why would I want to have it? What's it going to do? How's it going to benefit my patients if I start utilizing this? And so, you know, we have some pretty cutting edge technology at the uh, at the institute. I can only, again, I can only speak from my own facility. You know, but there are things out there like pulsed magnetic field therapy. If you've never heard of pulsed magnetic field therapy and what all it can do, it might be something to look into. The same thing with hyperbaric oxygen therapy. If you haven't heard of hyperbaric oxygen therapy, go check it out. Just Google it. You will get HBO, HBOT.com or .org or whatever. the. It'll be the first thing that pops up talking about all the benefits that someone gets from hyperbaric oxygen therapy. I mean... It's an amazing thing that helps a million different things. It helps diabetic ulcers, strokes, heart attacks, inflammation, autism, toxic mold exposure, Lyme disease, fatigue, you name it. There's just a million things. And I know you're out there. Some of you are questioning, well, if it's that good, how come nobody else you know, has it? Or how come I can't find it more places? Or how is it possible that one therapy can help so many things? It's really, really simple, ladies and gentlemen. The example goes like this. The human body needs oxygen to survive, right? A person can last for weeks without food, days without water, but only minutes without oxygen. And the more oxygen we have, the better we are. 
So you are talking about hyper, ah, about hyperbaric oxygen therapy. It's a mouthful, right? <laughs> Apparently. I don't know. Um, but so my understanding, though, is that some hospitals have this, correct? So it's not that new of a therapy. You're right. It's not that new, but it's not very accessible. Um, I see. It's been around for quite a while. And in hospital settings, they're really only using it for a couple of different conditions. They don't even acknowledge that it can decrease inflammation. And that's one of the biggest things that it does. Oh, I see. So they're just, they're not utilizing it to its full potential. They're just really treating diabetic ulcers or, you know, if they're, if there's a hyperbaric chamber close to the ocean, they're treating someone that gets the bends and I'm not going to get into all that, but that's, that's what they're using it for. Okay. So... And it sounds like, from what you've said, there is, you want some place that is looking at, okay, what is what are the newest developments, what is out there, but also vetting those therapies so that it's not, they're not pushing things that won't actually work. Right, right. Another, another really new thing that's out there, well, it's, it's not as new as you would think, but it's really gaining traction and popularity, is IV nutrition. We offer IV nutrition. I cannot express how amazing using IV nutrition is. I mean, you talk about speeding up someone's healing, keeping them healthy, getting them healthy. I mean, it is by far the fastest and most effective way to deliver nutrition directly to where it's needed the most, right to our cells, right? The key to IV nutrition, there are a few places out and around that are that are doing it, but the key to it is actually going somewhere where they can customize what you have going on. For the, they want to, you want them to customize that IV to you for what they have, what you have going on, based on your testing, based on your specific needs. Because just a general IV nutrition protocol, well, that's going to help some people, but. Why not be able to go somewhere where it's tailored specifically for you? There are places that do that. Right. Well, and I know that at your facility, you can also choose something that boosts immunity or will, you know, I don't know what the different ones are. I'm sure you could. But I I mean, if you're focused on something um, specific, not everyone is just going to get the same group of nutrients. You're actually able to tailor it to what that person needs the most and what right. they're after actually right someone could come in and just say hey I'm, I'm i'm feeling low energy can you can you hit me with some energy yeah we can do that that's really easy or hey my i feel like i've got a cold coming on can you help me out yeah sure we can do that those are basic basic formulas but when we're really trying to get after someone who has lyme disease or someone help someone who has um you know cardiovascular disease. They're very specific, customized formulas that are not going to be the same for everyone. They're going to be different. Right. Well, and I also want to say, because I personally benefited from IV nutrition so much, I think there is some question about why you would need to get nutrition through an IV. I know a lot of people say, well, you know, eat correctly or take a multivitamin and you're fine. But I know for me personally, with a bunch of food sensitivities, the food I was eating and the supplements I was taking wasn't actually making it through my gut to my bloodstream where it was needed. So IV nutrition made a huge difference. Right. And it makes a huge difference for a lot of people. And for anyone out there who is suffering with with gut disturbance or problems, there's no possible way that you're absorbing the food. Plus, a lot of our food doesn't even have the nutrients in it that it used to have 
you know, years ago. It's not as nutritionally dense, and, and we're exposed to more toxins, and we're exposed to more things. We're stressed beyond belief, and when we're stressed, we don't digest very well. We don't breathe well, and that creates a whole host of problems. And when you can bypass those the digestive system and go straight into the blood with nutrition and get those nutrients right where it's needed, you can change someone's health and well-being very, very quickly. All right, Liz is signaling me. We've got to take another break. Um, When we come back, we're going to tie all this together. This is Wellness 101. We're back. So we've been talking today about what you need to do to get and stay healthy and what to look for in a healthcare facility. And we've thrown out a lot of information at them, guys. Yes, you have. I've just been... You've just been telling stories. <laughs> but just been cheering you on. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. I've got all of the things here that we want to tie back together and and touch on just one more time before we get out of here for the day. So, number one, find a practitioner that's dedicated to finding the root of your problem and not just covering up a symptom. And Aaron's just staring at me. Oh, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> She's like, ah, I'm just going to let her sit here and be silent for a second. No, I think, I mean, that's really probably, uh, well, I don't know what your other steps are, but I'm thinking that has to be one of the most important things is looking for someone who is actually going to do the work necessary to find out what the cause is. Right. My, my whole theory on this is if you've gone somewhere a million different times and you're not really getting anywhere, Start looking for someone else. Uh, my thing, you know, my non-professional opinion. Sure. In this, Go ahead, If Dr. you've Aaron. gone somewhere three times and you're not getting any better, you should be looking for someone or, else. Or at least or at least getting answers. Right. I mean, you're not necessarily going to get better overnight. I mean, sometimes these things, you've been sick for decades and you don't really realize. But... You know where you're heading, I would think. Right. At least get an answer. You have a plan. Right. So many people that are out there just don't have a clue what's going on. They, they don't know what's wrong with them. They've been searching and they just haven't been able to find an answer. All right. So we've got that one. Find someone that's dedicated to finding the root of your problem. Number two, find someone who will do adequate testing. If you're not testing it, you're guessing about it. So not to test is to guess. Find out. Run a test. I mean, it's not that difficult to give a little blood. Do a stool test. Do a hair test. Saliva test. Urine test. Something. Test something. Right. Well, and I would think that that is going to, I I would rather, if I'm going to go forward with some sort of treatment, I'll feel a lot better if I know that we are definitely treating the problem that I have. We're not just guessing at what the problem is so then I pay for treatment that you later find out wasn't going to help what my actual problem was. I'd rather just start out knowing what the issues are and then addressing it. Right. And you'd be amazed at the number of people that they come in 
to talk to me and say, hey, you know what? This is what I think it is. And I'll ask, okay, how, how many people have you told that that, that you, what you think it is? And they'll say, well, most of the time they tell me most everyone. And I ask them, well, how many actually listen to see if that's actually going on? And they're like, no one. No one that I've gone to has helped. And then I, I just I just want to stand up and walk across the room and give them a big hug because at that point I'm just like, oh, bless your heart. You've been you've been trying so hard. And people, I, listeners, I know you're smart out there. You're smarter than a lot of people give you credit for. And you just got to have someone that can that can listen. It's going to actually test and figure out what's going on. All right, number three. Find someone who will give you a very specific plan to address the root causes. Not only do they find out what's going on, but a plan to go forward. If they don't know what to do for that problem, or if you don't have the therapies to help, if they don't have the therapies to help, then what are you going to do? Right. And well, and I would think, and I say this just knowing that you have a lot of doctors you consult with who um, will come to you and say, okay. I did this test, Dr. TJ, can you help me, you know, what would you suggest as far as treatment? Because sometimes there are odd things and you've seen a ton of different patients and you kind of have an idea of, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is what I would do for them. So find someone who at least is going to go out and find the answer because there are some weird things, I'm guessing, that they might may find when they get the test results back and they have to either know what they're they need for you to do or go out and find what the answer is because I know I just know that from experience with you saying yeah I've got a phone call with this doctor because I'm going to explain you know what the best course of action would be right and to me I'd rather have a doctor that doesn't know but finds the answer than one who just guesses and tells you to go forward with the treatment that they offer. Right. And and if the specific plan, I'll give you another example. If the specific plan that you're given is to just take this medication for the rest of your life, that's not really a plan to address what's going on. That's just a plan to cover up the symptoms to not have to deal with what's really, truly going on. And that doesn't help anyone. Right. And I think that is so common. I mean, you think about that with, I mean, how many people are on thyroid medicine or asthma medication? I mean, there are or so, cholesterol medication. Right, there are so many or diabetes medications. There are so many where the plan of action is be on a medication for the rest of your life, and that isn't actually fixing anything. Right, and I'm not saying you know I'm definitely not saying out there just so we're clear. I'm not saying that sometimes a medication isn't absolutely necessary for the rest of your life because that's possible. But if that's the plan from the very beginning is that you're going to take a pill for the rest of your life to cover up a problem, that's that's a pitiful plan. We can, we can do better, and patients, you can find better. And um, I think people will feel better if they're not taking 10 pills for the rest of their life. They're taking two pills for absolutely. the rest of their life. That's, that's exactly right. So two many, is a lot easier to remember right. than 10. Right. Too. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. And so many people... The, one of the main reasons they come into our clinic is they're ready to get off all their medications. They're tired of taking all that stuff. They don't like the way it makes them feel. They don't. They just want help. And so that's where we have to call their doctors and try to work with them and say, hey, this is what we're doing. This is our specific plan of action. This is how we're going to address this condition for this person. Work with us because they're going to be coming to you on a regular basis to get these things decreased so they can get off of them. Because there are a lot of medications out there. You can't stop cold turkey. 
You can't just quit taking a medication. You've got to go off gradually and slowly. And everyone that's involved in that person's health care needs to be involved. They need to know the plan of action. So anyway, uh, do we beat that horse enough? No, I think I, I think that's clear. Perfect. And number four. So we strive to make this affordable for everyone and accessible to everyone. I can't tell you how many times people have taken their labs to other doctors and the doctor has just been basically shocked by what type of information we're looking at. And I mean, I had one patient come back to me and say, yeah, I gave this to my doctor and they handed it back to me and they're like, I don't I don't really know what to do with this because a lot of doctors are trained to look at labs in a very specific way and they they don't know what to do when it's not given to them in the way that they're used to seeing it. And so find somewhere that you can go that isn't afraid to look at a bunch of lab work and come up with a conclusion and especially find someone somewhere that it's affordable. We try to price everything to where it's affordable and accessible for everyone, everyone. We have all different types of people that come to see us because we try to make everything as affordable as possible. And also, while face-to-face is the best way that we can – that I can help someone, I'm not opposed to taking a phone conference or doing a Skype call. We can do that from the clinic. We can help you if you're looking for help. Yeah, and well, and something I just wanted to throw in is that you had mentioned that doctors say, you know, I'm not sure what to do with this lab work. Um I know you've also said that there have been doctors who will look at it and say, well, basically, they were just trying to take your money because these numbers don't matter, which is shocking because (laughs) then you're thinking they completely matter. They They are huge, you know, pieces of this puzzle. And they're I mean, especially I know I just am thinking specifically with heart issues. Oh, yeah. um, Where you're thinking, okay, people are generally only looking at a few different numbers and not looking at these others. And all of the, you know, all of the numbers are important. But so the doctor may not only say, okay, I don't know what to do with this. Or maybe I don't know if they do say that. They will just instead say, well, they ran things they didn't need to run, which is scarier in my opinion. Right. That's right. Well, that's about all the time we have for this week, folks. I want to thank you all for tuning in. I am your, or I have been, sorry, I have been your host, Dr. T.J. Williams from the Institute of Natural Health. And with me, as always, has been Aaron. And until next week, stay healthy. Been about seventeen. Strong.